which is which Sorry, surprises I'm me a new mic. because like one they of those always ones covered in like a pantyhose. Uh, uh, you know, one of those mics covered in pantyhose. Whatever yeah, those, whatever those are called. Uh, yeah. A pop filter? Just ordered it from Amazon. I don't know what it's called. Pop filter. Uh, yeah. So, so it okay. stops the p from being too uh, too 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 much. The pantyhose. It's right. covered in pantyhose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pantyhose. Five. <laughs> Three. Two. Two. And one. 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 Hello, world. Is a song. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames, messieurs, bienvenue, welcome to the happy hour. Welcome back, listeners. No watch. I'm not trying to fucking talk to you. I don't get why Apple Watches do that. I'll explain later. They always want you to talk to them. My name is David OJ. (laughs) I'm at MetalDave02 on Twitter.com. Joined as always by Beth. Hello, I'm at H-I-V-E-R-H-U-I-T on Twitter. And Veronica. Yo, yo, yo. I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And this is the Happy Hour on Twitter.com. Uh, happy Hour Pod on Instagram, happyhour.com and YouTube.com slash Happy Hour. Yeah, I think that's all our things again. And uh, we're back. So great news. The Habs. For the second time this season, have gone undefeated in the past week <laughs> because for the second time this season, the Habs have played no games due to postponements, post postponements due to COVID of games uh, in Montreal. So if there's a game scheduled in at the Bell Center, that's not going to fucking happen. Uh, same uh, same thing uh, with uh, games. Uh, some games in the states uh the habs are not playing those but i believe that that changes this week because on wednesday the habs will be in boston the face off against the bruins which i believe is the game that was rescheduled from december 18 yeah. when this whole omicron variant got out of hand everywhere is this the Willie O'Ree jersey retirement oh. game? Or is that a different one? Did they do that officially what? already? No. Um, I think they were supposed to... I saw that the, the Bruins announced that a game was going to be pushed back to starting at 8 p.m. sometime this month, I believe, um, in order to accommodate the jersey retirement ceremony. Uh. I don't know. It's... It's maybe. <laughs> let's see. I don't let's know. Look, I'll look at the schedule. That does sound familiar. Uh, it's not. But... It's not the way. It's not. It's not the game. Wait a second. This is saying that we have a game against Boston on Wednesday the twelfth, but then it also says the game on Wednesday the twelfth against Boston is postponed on the on the Canadians app. I don't. Yeah. Um, the, um, right. The the Habs news today was saying that the game is on for Wednesday. Unless Boston gets nuked or something. Yeah. By another variant. I don't know. I'm not sure. Boston. Um, what is Boston currently doing? Oh, They're that's the other thing, too. Winning. Okay. The, uh, the Habs will have a back-to-back this week. Boston, followed by being in Chicago. And then uh, the game Saturday is postponed. 
in Montreal because of uh, COVID. But all away games. But they still keep going to the United States to play games. Like, what yeah, the fuck yeah, to, it's like, fucking. Yeah. It's not worth it. It. <laughs> not that the situation in Quebec is any better. COVID. It's like, I don't, I, I don't understand the rationale. COVID in the United States is a fucking dumpster fire right now. It is an yeah. absolute disgrace to say, oh yeah, we can't play games in Quebec, but we can send a team where, not now, but literally more than half of the regular roster is on COVID protocol. It's, it makes no goddamn sense. And I'm, I, 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 I don't think I have the resources. Somebody must. Of, like, comparing this literally to, like, World War II. People fighting in wars yeah. and bullshit. Because yeah. what what is the point? We're not watching NHL hockey if we're watching the Habs. We're watching... Yeah. I hate to say it. Oh, I'm not going to say it then. Yeah, that, that'd be too be much. Careful. Yeah. Okay. We're watching... Damn, what the hell, what, what, what is the... The pretenders to the NHL. Yeah, but... Instead of the pretenders to the throne. Uh... I will say, though, in the past few games that we watched that were basically the Laval Rocket against these NHL teams, fucking they brought it. In the past few games, in the, in the last few games of the Habs, the Laval Rocket fucking brought it. Yeah, back in and December. Were hella entertaining. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know the uh, the kids are uh, are are playing, but um, can't remember details of either of the games. They were all losses except for a shootout loss still against the Tampa Bay Lightning on December the twenty eighth. Um, and again, that was after a week following postponements. So, let's get to the news, because there ain't that much, but there is something rather important that did happen. So, how how the hell am I going to do this? My God. So, starting Tuesday, last week, more players go to the COVID protocol, including uh, Raphael Harvey-Pinar, Jesse Elonen, David Savar, and Samuel Montembeau, and Trevor Latowski. I remember being in the shower for this one. When the news <laughs> dropped, I looked at my watch. I'm like, who the fuck is Trevor Latowski? Ah! For the short time that I had a TikTok account dedicated to the Habs, Trevor Latowski, I made a TikTok about him, is the assistant yeah. coach of the Habs. Uh, <laughs> it is, um, it's significant because Trevor Latowski was on the bench with Dominic Ducharme during the World Junior Championship where Team Canada won the gold. That was important over the summer. Now it seems ephemeral to the point where what the hell is his role on the team? Because it, because they're they're fucking awful, even with a full roster. As we've seen. Oh, and Eric Red and Eric Raymond, goaltending coach, also on the <laughs> COVID protocol list. So that was uh, beginning of last week, and then some good news. Finally, some some actual genuine good news. Where Chantal Mahabier was named yes! vice president of communications. Yes. Um, Maccabee. Maccabee. That is, that was such a, that came out of left field. Because we didn't, yeah. we didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, she takes over Paul no. Wilson's spot. Um, 
probably do not too had had to have something to do with the uh, with the draft because that was a complete disaster from head to toe, from the pick to the media, you know, backlash to the backlash to the Canadians media backlash. It was just it was a disaster from head to toe. And that guy actually has experience. I read in an interview just recently that it was um, who is the vice president in general of the Habs, Miss Belanger. I forget her real name. Her the rest of her name, Margaret. Margaret. Something. Yeah. Margaret Fra Francis Margaret or Margaret Francis Belanger. The one um, that we have not gotten our response video from. Yes. Yes. Still. Yes, yes. Uh, Frankie Marge Belanger texted right. Chantel, uh, like, you know, way back when, when the firings happened. She said, Chantel, I want you. And Chantel's like, I don't know how to do this job. And she was like, well, I want you. And she's like, okay, I'll think about it. And so she thought about it, and bam, so there she is. So Chantel uh, is a veteran, a 32-year veteran of RDS as a sports reporter covering Quebec sports, including daily activities of the Habs. So she's a, a reporter now becoming the communications person for the Habs. And that's going to be, uh, it is a bit of a leap, I think. But if you have like over three decades of experience being in and around the media in Montreal, especially, especially in the environment of the Habs, it's pretty good. Um, it'll be a good, it'll be a good way for her to stretch herself in her yeah. career. And yeah. it's, uh, France, Margaret Belanger. Frankie. Yeah. That's what you call a stretch candidate. Because if you're hiring somebody who has all, who's already been at that level, it's just somebody who's going to be doing like, a, you know, just like a sideways move there. So, you know, Typically, in a role like that, you're going to you're going to hire somebody who hasn't had a role like that before, and who clearly, obviously, can learn on the job. And she's so fucking smart and so fucking good at her job. It's going to be. I'm. I was so excited to see that. So excited for her because she's such a nice person. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, the news came with pretty much universal acclaim, except for maybe three people on Twitter. Um, which whoever. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was, everyone loved it. Everyone loved it. Everyone that knows her loves her and they want her to succeed at the job. And they are just, 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 just completely confident that she will succeed and that this will be a very good, uh, chapter for the Habs and the media relations moving forward. So there's that. Um, I believe uh, another piece that I read, uh, from a, again, an interview of hers is, uh, her philosophy. You know, as she said, is players first. She wants to meet with every player individually, get their sense of what they think the media, you know, uh, relationship would be between players and uh, and media and, and uh, go from there. And so far, that's the yeah. first major tidbit that we have of that. I'm not entirely sure when her first, well, yeah, her first day must have already happened at some point. Uh, but she comes in the midst of, well, one of the worst Habs teams to ever grace us on the ice. So there's that. As well as having to deal with COVID and uh, and all of these things. So there's that. So Chantal Machabe, part of uh, the Habs organization. So that makes us wonder, 
have said that they were going to diversify, look outside of the box for candidates. Is this it? Is this the only lady that they're going to hire? Or is the coveted GM position of Le Canazzi and the Mahoyal also going to be filled by a woman at some point? I tweeted! God damn it. I said every senior position that is open on the half should be filled by women and i and i got uh, more than a couple dudes say why 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 i think it should be the most qualified candidate and i was like well you know what you wouldn't have tweeted that if i said only men should be it yeah yeah so there's that yeah. um after that Cameron Hillis and Michael Pizzetto were put on the COVID protocol list. Games, uh, oh yeah, the January 15 game was postponed. Already went over that. Followed by, ah, pause and all activities until January 8. So since, uh, let's see, uh, since since the new year, uh, last week it was mentioned that the Habs will not practice until January 5. Uh, so that date came and went, and then they said, okay, never mind. We're actually not going to practice until January 8th. And that was like, uh, well, okay, that's cool. You know, two or three extra days to let COVID peter out, because that's how it works. And, um, yeah, there it was. So all of last week, uh, no practice, no parties, no, no inter-team anything regarding the Habs. Uh, so Wednesday's game is going to be very interesting. Um, oh, more players Primo to the COVID list. What's that? Primo is making the trip. Yes, he is. He is. He will be coming. But uh, yeah, some, some more people on the COVID protocol list. Alex Belzeal, Kale Clegg. Uh, the Habs finally recall Jean-Sebastien D from the Laval Rocket. And with that call-up, D... I think he is the last player on the Rocket currently that actually has a contract with the Habs to be called up to the Habs. Every other player on the Rocket right now do not have a professional contract with the Habs directly. He just we just got sent back down today. Yes, he did. He did get sent back down so today. Down, so they, now they have somebody still to call up if they need to. Yes, but yeah. that is the that is to emphasize the utter decimation of the Habs roster due to COVID yes. and injuries if we're being, you know, uh, detailed here. So D comes up, D I goes down. I know somebody, personally know somebody who has COVID in DC. Oh yeah, half my family has COVID now. Uh, going over text, I'm like, well, that's what happens. Oh shit. I have, whatever. Yeah. I don't know what to say at One this point. Has it. It's been two years. You know, if you're digging a hole for two years, you're going to get in it mm-hmm. at some point. So there it is. Uh, yesterday, you know, talking about the halves of practice and uh, inter-team activities being uh, suspended. Yesterday, um, the team actually had a practice. Uh, everyone, well, a lot of people were wearing no-contact jerseys, but we're talking about Josh Anderson. Hit the ice and no contact. You are Mia, no contact. Uh, Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki, never on the protocol list. What the fuck are they doing? They're cute and great. And it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, they're, it's like, oh no, I can't. 
I can't, I can't touch you. I can't sully you with my touch. And COVID just goes on. It's like the angel of death. It's like, no, just pass you by. What happens is that um, Caulfield and Suzuki have a coffin uh, that, you know, they have two coffins and they both get into it and it's sealed <laughs> until we need them again. And that's what's been going on so far. Oh, so this is like great season sacrifice. three of American Horror Story where there's yeah. coffins in the basement. Exactly. American Horror Story. There it is. Uh, Laurent Dauphin, uh, <laughs> D was there as well yesterday. Uh, Christian Dvorak, do you remember him? No contact jersey. Yes. Uh, Jonathan Drouin. Oh, yeah, uh, Mike Hoffman, he's still a hab. No contact jersey. Uh, Lekkening, Paquette, Paling, Suzuki, Videmo. Uh, so that's all the forwards that are at the practice, uh, followed by Ben Chirot, uh, Sammy Niku, David Savar, Corey Schooneman, Chris Weidman on D, and then <gasps> Jake Allen. Sam Montembeau and Michael McNiven. And those are all the people back on the ice yesterday. Oh, and then Tyler DeFoley skated by himself. Remember him? He's also a hab. Though, more significantly... uh, Yes, hand surgery. Because he was doing hand stuff. Um, More importantly, there was an update on Carey Price. Yes, there was. For whatever reason. Oh, did we go over the other price? Last week. Do we we did? did? Last week. Last week. Yes, we did last week. Okay, okay. I was going to say, that would have been weird if we did not. No, we'd cover that last week. What a fucking disaster. She doubled down early this week. That's right. She's like, listen, blah, 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 blah. And apparently all the kids have COVID now. Or panties, I think she used. Yeah, and now, like, what is it? Uh, Like, now all the kids have COVID now, apparently? I'm not sure. I don't know if that was... I don't know if that was legitimate. No idea. So, um... I don't pay attention anymore. Price was was not on the ice. He's continuing treatments. Obviously, today was the first day that players could come back to the facility. Chain staff had a lot of evaluations to do. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Not just with COVID tests, but injuries. Uh, that's Ducharme speaking. Well, him and not being on ice. What's that? I would guess him not being on ice has to do with He's a injured. member or members of his family. Well, that, well, no, because he was skating before Omicron came around or whatever. He was skating with Paul Byron. But mm-hmm. I'm guessing since, like, Angela and potentially his children now have COVID, that he wouldn't be coming on the team. Right. The, um... Ducharme went on to say that uh, Price is waiting for a meeting with his doctor in New York, um, but did not rule out playing later on in the in the season. So that's the thing. For some reason, there's there's a holdup between Price and getting in touch with the doctor in New York, be it uh, telemedicine or actually going down there and physically seeing him, which brought up the rumor. Is Price vaccinated? Yeah, he, he has to everybody be. Everybody was vaccinated. Yeah, they said everybody was vaccinated. And also he and Angela have In been final, going out to um, restaurants and whatever around Montreal. And you have to show your vaccine passport to get inside. Being uh, rich and white, I think it can get around that. Not in the NHL, I don't think. Um, in the NHL, apparently, it's only that guy for Choosy who is not vaccinated. Yeah. Well, I'm talking I mean, about restaurants. 
but but um, if you but they they but they said yeah. that the whole team was vaccinated during playoffs and look at I mean, all the all the stuff that Evander Kane got into when it came out that he had a false uh, vax card like it'd be a big <laughs> it'd be a big deal it wouldn't it wouldn't be just hey you fucking lie like you gotta ch- you gotta stop doing that and get yourself right or stop going out like it, it was a big deal like he got he got in trouble with the league for it. Yeah, and speaking of uh, Vander Kane, a proud owner of a no contract since it was terminated, and now he's on uh, waivers of blah, 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 waiting for a team to pick him up. Will it be the Habs? We'll see. Well, apparently he's appealing it. He's with the, through the NHLPA, yeah. so we have to wait for that to happen. And then, But somebody said that they expect him to... I forget who... Some, a checkmark on Twitter, a hockey checkmark, said that they expect him to... Yeah be assigned with a team by the end of the week or something so right apparently he can both he huh he can be a what he'll be signed by somebody else they didn't say what team but he could they expect him to be signed by somebody by the end of the week um so what's he can apparently sign a new contract or negotiate or talk be talks with a new about a new contract with another team while contesting the dissolution of his contract with the shark or who is he with now He's not the shark anymore. He's a shark. Okay, with the sharks. I remember yeah. this now. Right. So it's it's a it's a whole mess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yesterday, McNiven was put back on Laval. Promo was put on the taxi squad, which we have again. And whose rules? I don't care to reiterate. I don't care. It's a stupid thing. I understand the blah blah blah, the COVID the precautions blah, again. Teams like it's just I I don't fucking care to go over it again. It's not going to be around next season. So. Promos sort of kind of with a team. McNiven's back in Laval. Uh, and then today, we're pretty much all caught up. Today, they had practice. Uh, Armia, Dvorak, and Hoffman have all been cleared to play for Wednesday. Uh, the only person with a no-contact jersey was Josh Anderson. And uh, it was essentially the same group on the ice today as was yesterday. So there's that. We're going to have slight uh, a slightly more complete Habs team that's yeah, filled with, you know, regular NHL players than has been uh, for a while. But then again, they're also going against the juggernaut of the freaking Boston Bruins. So we're running like seven to three or eight to three right now against yeah. Uh, yeah. Zach Fucali and the Capitals. Yeah. Holy fuck. So the Capitals yeah. were up to nothing. Yeah. I oh, think- I didn't realize that. Yeah. Wow. The Capitals were winning, and now they're fucking. Mm-hmm. What tonight? Yeah, final seven to three. Tonight. Tonight. Was Fucali and Net? I thought so. Because I'm gonna say, people are like, "Oh, Fucali, the Habs let him slip." Well, I... it's nothing to write home about no. for people, fuck's people sake. People like to say stupid shit. But it was funny though, eh? Last night, the the Leafs was it last night or the night before? The Leafs were were winning four to one. Yeah, and then they lost in true Leaf Again. fashion. Yeah. Let me look. Was I it against it was... the, the the Columbus the the days? How did Twitter just change the whole? I've been off Twitter for half an hour, and it updated and changed something while I was gone. What? So, like, the bottom, uh, 
Wait, so the bottom, it used to be like, this is, this is where the search the search magnifying glass was, but now it's a hashtag or a pound sign. Oh shit! Oh, it's it's okay. It's still the search, but it takes. I don't know why they changed it to a pound sign. That does not, anyway. So Cali was in that, and he was pulled. Yes, so, okay. so I was trying to look at their lineup, but they found it. Um, <laughs> went to the NHL nap. Um, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, the caps got obliterated. So there it is. Oh, well. My boss is not going to be happy tomorrow. And Jean-Sebastian D. Back to Laval. And now we are okay. actually caught up with all of the news. Um, Did you all read the article Eric Engels put out today about Cole Caulfield? Nope. Not yet. But it I is... saw some stupid replies. Oh, I'm so people are people are being dumb, of course. But it was I thought it was really good. And it was talking about like what it's like to be a young um rookie in the nhl and like how cole caulfield is handling different things and what i didn't other people may have known i didn't know was that he is actually good friends with jack hughes and um he and jack hughes talk a lot um they, they were drafted the same year but i think jack got into the nhl a year before cole did um and so the two of, right. two of them talk to each other and they like encourage each other and um, Jack gives Cole advice about how to handle different things, and um, Cole talked to. Which I thought that was really cool. I had no idea that that, that they were buddies. Um, I, and I think it's really neat that two players in on two different NHL teams are like that close. Um, and then he talked about how he used the um, the COVID break to just kind of step away from um, taking in media about himself. And Eric commented in the article that. Cole Caulfield posts more stories in one day than Eric Engels ever has on Instagram in his whole life. <laughs> um, but so he thought that it was uh, pointed or telling that um, Cole like step, stepped back and like evaluated how he's going to handle having social media because he doesn't want to give it up. He doesn't want to like let go of everybody. He wants to like ingest it in a healthier manner and use it in a healthier manner with regard to hockey. Um and I thought it was just a really neat article um, and just like about how like Cole wants to um, like he more than anybody wants to break out this season and be the player that he knows he can be the player he has been in the past. Um, so I highly recommend it. It's a good, it's a quick read, like maybe 10 minutes at the most, I think. Um, Eric puts so weren't he and Zach Hughes on the same line playing in that fucking whatever the program there? The United States the National um, Development Team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was um... okay. That makes sense. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I just was like, I forgot that. I forget that the kids that. are Americans as well. Um, Practically but... half of uh, the 2019 draft, the top ten, top fifteen, when call uh, when Caulfield was drafted, most of the picks were from the U.S. development team. Jack Hughes, okay. Alex Turcotte, yeah. uh, Trevor Zegris, yeah. who's amazing this year. He's for amazing. The Ducks. Oh yeah. my God. Matthew Boldy, Spencer Knight, Cameron New York, and then Cole Caulfield. Also, uh... nope, that's it. Oh, John Beecher in the Bruins. So whatever. Oh yeah. That's because that was a lot round. of the chatter, the chit chat there on Twitter. You know, for Leafs fans and that kind of thing. Where that um, was that Cole Caulfield was only good because of Jack Hughes, and that yeah, that no. kind of like that kind of cratered after Jack Hughes's first couple of years were less than, you know, stellar. But, but like, it's just like their kids, right? Well, also, Jack Hughes also has to, you know, deal with the fact that he plays for the 
fucking devils and they are yeah. they are not good better this year no. and they yeah. are getting better better than Habs. but like yeah yeah they are way yeah. better than the Habs. <laughs> but they're also um, not great like it's true and going least... to that fucking stadium in newark oh what a <laughs> nightmare anyway um and they're fully stocked right the what's, devils? what's that they're fully stocked if they're oh they're stocked. Fully yes can you hear me? they have yeah they have everybody guys yeah, we can understand yeah. that one of the words you said it's all good um but uh one thing that like i also liked about the article was that it showed and i don't think this was maybe or necessarily eric's intention but it showed um like a softer side or like an emotional side of like hockey players that like we don't normally get unless we're talking about like oh my granddad when i was three took me to the ice parlor and blah blah blah. like it's (laughs) it was just talking about just like emotional connections interpersonal relationships between hockey players that still have to do with hockey but aren't just like oh that's my bro blah 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 um and then jack hughes also had a similar uh second um sophomore season that cole is having now and so uh i think jack is uh trying to help cole get through it and improve himself with that to have a better season next in his junior season but that's all. It's a good. It's a good read. It's on. I think Sportsnet. Um, I'll link it after the show. Yeah, very good. I saw it. I saw one of the replies to it that said that um, um, Cole Caulfield won't be the only Hobie Hobie Baker Award winner to be a flop. Oh my god! Like he just guys, got here. He's not a flop. And I looked at. I looked at that guy. Um, he has like five followers. Mm-hmm. But I looked at who he follows, and like his the first, his first follow was the Toronto Maple Leaf. Of course, of course. Is this like, like is yeah. this one of those guys that drinks pee to cure COVID? Oh my god! Oh, pee. why are they drinking pee? No, they're also taking. They're drinking pee now. They're drinking pee, and some of them are taking um, hormone replacement pills that are used for trans women to encourage the production of estrogen in their bodies the thing is this is not the first time that right-wing idiots have drank pee in order to prove a point so this is this is old news (laughs) (sighs) all right so to not wear a mask and get a fucking free vaccine just drink piss on the libs oh my lord oh my lord oh my lord how much do you have to hate yourself or others anyway better call Saul they drank they drank he drank his own pee because he was in the desert for two days and he had nothing to mm-hmm. drink water world um same same uh thing except he had a filtrate yeah. filtration uh device um built into his boat if you recall in water world one of the greatest films ever created I think that was about... one of the worst movies ever, wasn't it? It's pretty. It, it's pretty not great. <laughs> I can, I can, The thing is, I can think of worst movies, and Waterworld is like in that bad batch, but it's like on top of the bucket. You know, it's like oh, Waterworld. Yeah. Well, this won't be a complete waste of my day. <laughs> so you mean the five dollar bin of DVDs yeah. at Walmart? Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, I gotta fix this now. 
Turn off auto again. Apply. Okay. Okay. There goes those two windows. All right. I'm back. Um, <laughs> so in 32 minutes, we have covered everything going on with the Habs, except something that wasn't part of the news. Joel Edmondson's father did pass oh. away from cancer. This has been a uh, this has been a story that's been going on um, ever since the playoffs. I think even before then, uh, ever since Edmondson was first brought into the team, his father his father had uh, health yeah. issues, mm -hmm. and it's a uh, it's a bit of a story because of course Edmondson's father is a huge Habs fan, and it brought him yeah. the biggest joy of his life to watch his son wear the Saint Flannel. And play for the Habs. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Uh, Joel Edmondson, yeah. also an interesting study this season because he hasn't played at all due to injury. And no. now also, uh, probably also just due to bereavement as well. He's one of the guys we never hear about until this happens. Stand up guy. I mean, yeah. I hope his family surrounded by all of the loving race that can possibly surround them and yes. that Joel heals expeditiously whether or not it has to do with hockey or not. That's right. So all of our thoughts and well wishes to the Edmondson family. Yeah. And... May their memories be a blessing. Yes. Yeah. And now we're caught up. Hey, one more thing. Oh, Mac Mac Bergevin. That's is right. Fully employed. Yes, he is. Mac Bergevin. Yes, he is. Mac Bergevin <laughs> follows in Phil Deneau's footsteps <laughs> and becomes. <laughs> the memes were so good. <laughs> they were really good. They were really the good. The memes were so good. So Bergevin now is a um. He's an advisor to the GM, which is um, a weird little role. But maybe he just wanted to get out of Quebec. He's like the Tom Hagen. The consigliere from Godfather. Oh, right. Hat. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's what uh, MB's doing. No idea where Claude uh, Julien's going to land. No idea where... Uh, Paul Wilson's going to land. No idea Trevor where Trevor Timmons is going to land because those are all names that are still floating around. And, um, yeah. Though, in that same vein, we kind of touched on it before, the Habs GM, they're saying that we should know in, like, two-ish weeks who the GM may be. Yeah, so, by the end of the month. Yeah, by the end of the month, we'll have a... We'll, we'll probably have a new GM for the Habs, which is super exciting because then... What's that? It sounds like a big hurry to me. What's the rush? There's no rush to bring somebody in right now, I wouldn't think. It, it sounds it sounds I mean, fast to me. Maybe with the trade deadline coming, they want to get somebody in before that to have time Gordon to... Gordon can fucking handle that. I mean, true. But that's... I don't know. Because, I mean, they... sounds like a big rush to me. They Is said... not fucking be Patrick Warren? No, dear fucking God. Hopefully that they, I mean, no. and hopefully they interviewed him so he would just shut the fuck up and then 
they were like, yeah. okay, thank you. We thank you. Already know we don't want you. We just did this for uh, poops and giggles. Goodbye. Yeah, go yeah. back to wherever the hell you are living now and be loud there. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I mean, they they said back when everyone got fired that they weren't in a rush to hire somebody else. And I mean, maybe yeah. it was they weren't going to rush before the end of the year, before the end of 2021. Um, I don't know, but I mean, I'm going to be really quick. Yeah. I'm guessing two months to them is no, I mean, I don't know. I, I was, uh, how old am I? 21. 21. No, I'm 29. I'm not 21. So I was, okay. So I was, I was, uh, 19, 20 when Bergevin was hired and that was when I was still a baby hockey fan. So I was like, there's a general manager. Like I didn't, I didn't know who anybody was, um, aside from who was on the ice, really. So I don't remember what the what that transition of power was like. Um, oh my god! So his predecessor was so, was so awful. Yeah. The ghost. Who was it? Pierre something. Oh no. He was nicknamed the ghost. Because he was nowhere. Pierre. Fucking. No, because he was transparent because his whole thing was he was a vegetarian or vegan or something like that. And so everybody no. made fun of him that, that he was so pale. Pierre Gautier. Um, fucking. Gautier. Oh. Yeah. He was awful, awful. Well, yeah, he was. It was under him that, right. they, that they traded Mike Camilleri in the middle of a game. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. He was GM for two years. He was awful. Awful. I really like. I really hope that in the next group of hirings for that section of the brass, that there's another woman in there. Yeah, that'd be cool. And also, yep. Yeah, go- I think an announcement in the next couple of weeks seems to be really fast tracking. Wow. Me, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, two months. Maybe it works different in hockey. Bob yeah. Gainey was canned on February 8, 2010, and Pierre Gauthier was hired February 8, 2010. Uh, when Gauthier was fired in March, Bergevin was hired in May. So, I mean, it's a, it's the, it's the general manager. They need somebody in that role, despite what, um, what our new guy Gorton is doing. He's going to want somebody to throw ideas around at. He doesn't want to be the only guy making decisions. It seems if they're going ahead with this, because I mean, if there wasn't a rush, why have this whole, uh, 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 general manager thing in the first place and just have Gorton do it all. But as we've seen, uh, and as Molson has said, the pressure is too much for one person. So there it is. It's probably as much of a Gorton decision as it is. Well, it's probably more so a Jeff Molson decision to get a GM in there and get this ball yes. rolling. ASAP. <laughs> But there it is. Yep, 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 yep. Wow. I'm just uh, looking at the 
list of GMs for the Habs. Just a interesting thing. There's only been there's only been seventeen of them. They don't cycle as much as coaches do. Like, do you even remember Andre Savard? GM in the early GM in the early thousands. How about Irving Grundman? Don't remember him. And then, of course, no. before that guy, Sam Pollock, Frank Selke, Tommy Gorman in the forties, Jules Dougal, Ronald Corey, and Cecil Hart, Ernest Savard, Leo Dundurand, George Kennedy, Jack Laviolette, and Joseph Hadarinich. Way back. More than a century ago. <laughs> How fun. But yeah, so that's uh that's where we're at. I think that's all the Habs news. Did anything else happen? I think that's it. Without games, there's no. there's not a whole lot to talk about. And I don't think there was any controversy today or in the past week. Oh, I mean- Actually, Logan Mayu played yeah. his game. Ah, and yeah. Went to fucking fly a flag. My thing with that is, like, I am at, I am one for redemption. I'm one for second chances. However, I don't feel like Logan and the OHL nor the NHL have done anything to show what Logan has done. And Logan definitely has forfeited his right to privacy, as have both the OHL and the NHL, for taking responsibility for him and his life of the hockey player they forfeited privacy and we are owed some sort of here is what is going on more, and more concrete evidence of what he's doing to better himself as a person and it needs to be outside of hockey i don't give a shit what he's doing with hockey he can be the fucking third coming of wayne gretzky i don't give a shit i want there to be true human growth and I want there to also be something that he does for the woman who was involved in the crime because she got a three sentence text message and that was it. Um, I don't, I don't think that like, I'm angry at Logan for what he did. Absolutely. I don't think that just browbeating him or the people involved is going to solve anything yelling and being loud about it angrily. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm angry about it. I'm, I'm being loud. I want to be loud about it, but I also don't want to just say the same things over again, over and over again, hit somebody like with a hammer about it over and over again, because it's not going to solve anything or bring about change. Here's my favorite thing about this discourse. Number one, and I'm never going to talk about this guy because I never do because his existence to me is ephemeral. My favorite word of the day, like, (laughs) um, like um apoplectic haven't used that one in a while (laughs) now the thing with that kid is that his road to redemption is full of shortcuts and it's been the case ever since the incident happened quickly i'll reiterate the attorney for the victim asked for this set amount of cash to be paid as a fee for for uh, restitution and all that stuff whatever the legalese of it Logan paid less than half and played during the investigation. Let us also remember that while the investigation was going on, I already said that he played, but it was carried out by the chief of police of the town, who was also the athletic director of the team that he was playing on. 
His road to redemption is full of shortcuts, and that's bullshit. It is he bullshit. had, he paid exactly fault. what is due from a white male person that is really good at playing hockey. And that payment is horseshit. He has play, he paid nothing. As Bob McKenzie said back in the draft, where's the circumstances of his actions? He is a first-round draft pick for the fucking National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. There's no consequence. No consequence. He- Further to this point, because of his stellar play in the OHL, uh, a lot of people started, you know, saying, oh, Logan Mayhew is a great player. I'm not saying that I'm saying I'm agreeing with his blah, 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 blah. I'm just covering because of the blah, 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 of his thing and the blah, 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 and all that nonsense. And they're backtracking it. And people are saying, well, you ought not to because this, then, the other thing. And a whole discourse happened the past two days about who is morally right about being holier than thou when it comes to Logan Mayhew. Sir or madam who is saying that, it's really easy to be holier than thou when I don't have an international sex crime on my fucking record. Of course I'm going to be holier than thou. I don't care if it's a fucking kid. At 19, I wasn't doing that. I was entitled as everything. And spoiled at that. (laughs) Further to this, people are like, yeah, well, the sex crime really wasn't that bad. You know, the defamation was really bad. defamation in this context is not all that much better he defamed her name in order to slander her to make it that it was her fault victim blaming is better than the actual crime that he committed which by the by is a sex crime in sweden it's a sex crime in canada and anyone that thinks otherwise fucking idiot you're not reading the forest for the trees or whatever the hell it is (laughs) ridiculous i'm sick of it he is wrong what he did is is wrong and he has the fast track with no consequence to do whatever it is he wants oh but he goes to uh whatever sports therapy sports therapy and sports media but also once or twice a week held responsible as well like it's not like he he did drives me nuts he did try to recuse himself from the draft and we don't know whether what intention what was behind that. That did not should have happened. That should have happened. The 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 Habs did not respect that much to my the NHL father. didn't like, didn't yeah, respect the, it. The NHL didn't respect it. The Habs didn't respect it. They were like, oh, players can't do that. And I'm like, look at what is going on. Like clearly, you value hockey over non hockey people. Interruption. Over, over non hockey humans. Gary Bettman, I recall being on um, SiriusXM NHL talk radio, said, I was shocked that the Habs actually picked him. Bettman! Then you should have taken him Sit out the, of the fuck pick, down! The pool. Who, 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 who owns the, the NHL draft at this point? The bench commissioner of the NHL, you can just fucking say he cannot be picked. Take him out. Yeah, and you're like, shocked that his name's on the list and someone picked him? Fucking white people. Both of the leagues that he that, are, that have taken responsibility for him need to take responsible for his punishment and rehabilitation. And from what I've seen, there's been fuck all. Like there has been just some play ass kindergarten yep. play doh bullshit. Macaroni pictures. 
exactly like macaroni necklaces macaroni pictures crap like there's not been any so the talk that he's only been talking to sports psychologists where did that come from? There was did that a, come from the OHL. There was an article from the, from that, the London that listed Knight. all the the programs really? he's. That, there was an article that listed the programs that he's been participating in. And granted, we don't know if it was all of them or not. So there might be some that are protected under like yeah. confidentiality, whatever. But almost every there were I think a, um, around seven programs listed, and a lot of them said sports, blah blah blah, blah blah blah, and sports sports blah 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 like everything was like sports related and the crime did not happen in the context of sport it happened outside of it and it don't get caught 101 yeah basically it was like don't get caught here's how to talk to media um here's how to think about playing (laughs) hockey or being a professional athlete like and all this other stuff and it's not about how to treat other people as human beings how to respect other people as human beings um like like if like we don't like maybe there's some like don't don't get me wrong like it's not always past trauma that leads somebody to be an asshole sometimes you're just an asshole and you do something stupid you do something wrong and you hurt someone else but like there it doesn't i don't we don't know if like if there's something in his past that could have led to this happening and if he's only getting sports psychological treatment that I, I don't know I'm great I'm not a psychologist but I feel like that can maybe hinder him from truly growing to be the person he's capable of the thing that we are figuring out now is that what's going on is not going to help in that regard don't care what anyone says it's yeah. just it's not it's done it's over we we the 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 the, the train tracks have been laid and the train cannot get off them. Because as we all know, when the train gets off the tracks, it crashes. Being a resident, really quick, being a resident of New York State, the Metro North train from Poughkeepsie to Grand Central, that line has derailed many times in the past decade. And every time I get on that train, I think to myself, I may die today. But it doesn't happen, so thank God. Regardless, in the context of... uh of uh, 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 our esteemed OHL first round prospect. Um, he's on easy street mm-hmm. and that's not fair to uh, the victim, not fair to fans of the Habs, not fair to fans of hockey. And it goes to show how well hockey handles these situations in which they do not. Yes. That's it. Um, the one thing that I have seen this week or in the past few days, um, cause he has been playing very well. Um, but I think either today or yesterday, I can't, I can't remember. Um, I honestly don't even remember which fucking OHL team he's on. Um, but he scored two goals. London Knights. Yes, he Had scored two goals in the, their most recent game. And he and they won that game. But he was not listed as any of the three stars. Yep. Um, that game. Yeah. And that's very it, interesting. Because. Part of he he did a he had a a selly after he his first goal yeah he yes he did that after his first goal and I don't know what he did after his second goal I didn't watch it I just read about this on Twitter but um, courtesy of I Grant was, McCag friend of the podcast yes thank you Grant yeah. um, but I was like okay like I'm glad like somebody is recognizing like hey like this is not okay and we have to do something about it and like yeah it's it's something as small as like picking the freaking three stars of the game but. 
it's just really frustrating that these leagues are just like, oh, we, we're not going to be held accountable so we can do below the bare minimum and go on and yeah. make our money and we don't give a shit. Like, one thing that bothers me is that, like, the 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 fans that the these leagues are pandering for, they're not going to last forever. They're already dying. They're, like, yes, there's always going to be an old um white person who doesn't agree with um homosexuality or people of color being in hockey or what other whatever other dumb stuff um they're they're always going to exist but that demographic is shrinking and more and more people who are not just your run-of-the-mill person run-of-the-mill average hockey fan and have an average hockey fan for decades those people are not going away it's it's, i mean are going away it's more people who look like me or who look like joe or who look like uh josh vina shaw like and they're going to it, it might not be within the next five years but it's going to it's going to come to a point where they're going to have they're going to have an oh fuck moment because they're going to start losing all of this money and revenue because they have just wasted everything on what has always been there and not adjusted to changing times and how the world works and changing demographics. That's right. So there it is. And that's it. Um, yeah, so we have no choice in, in whatever, whatever um, programs we have no choice in whatever programs Logan Mayu is being put through. Um, I don't. I don't think I've done as much research as the two of you. I didn't. I didn't realize that it was just sports psychology programs that he was in. But kind of seems stupid, um, considering what they're how what they're trying to teach him. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like. I'm. I don't have any vested interest in the player. Um, just as the mother of a son and the mother of a daughter, um, I would hope that um, somebody who committed his crime at the age of 17, his life isn't over, um, that he can that he can rehabilitate. Um, I will say, you know, he did ask to not be drafted. Um, he did send a three-sentence apology to his victim which they were basically strangers anyway. So I don't know, I don't know what those three sentences said, but um, I just think that a person that age, both he and his victims should be able to um, hopefully have, have a second chance. And, um, you know, when he identified her to all of his teammates, that was, that, that's not good. Like speaking as somebody who was once that age and who knows a lot of people whose reputations were basically completely ruined over just one thing, um, you know, you know, one sex act or whatever it is. I'm talking about the woman here, the young lady. Um, that, that's, that's tough to hear, but it's also tough to hear that people want, want this kid's life to be over. And in, in, we can't, like, I mean, we have these people on Twitter who have started new Logan Mayu number one fan Twitter accounts, and it's like, why? 
Well, you know, it's kind of like that whole fucking rape. I love rape. Rape is okay. Like all of that shit, that, that kind of, that, that kind of like mentality, like it's just sort of so unseemly and disgusting. And, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to take this kid at his word that he wants to be better. I'm not following his story, but I am hoping that for him. It is endemic of sports culture across all sports. Yeah. And that will not change anytime soon. So with that being said. that's why I was asking you guys. Sorry. That's why I was asking you guys yesterday about Evander Kane about that investigation. I wasn't talking about the investigation into his supposed um, gambling and throwing games and all of that. I was talking about, I thought the team was under was undertaking an investigation on the, the horrible stuff violence. that his wife talked about. Yeah, it was also violence. dropped. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were both dropped because both NHL. Dropped. Yeah. yeah. So they just decided to cut him loose. That guy's had that guy's had a fucking that, that guy's, guy's a piece of shit. Lives. Don't like yeah. just get him out yeah. of the league. Done. Over. Like how many strikes does it yeah. take? For yeah. fuck's sake. So anyway, he'll probably be a have tomorrow. <sighs> and then oh, he'll Jesus be Christ. and then he'll be our issue. Jesus Wouldn't that be so much fun? I just go <laughs> be a can't wait. Fan, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> just the best. All right, we got three minutes. Um, I am Hi. on season two of Ted Lasso. Yeah, like literally, I was watching, yes. I was like, oh shit, I gotta turn it off because yes. I the podcast, but I wouldn't finish it. I am, I love it so much. I've laughed out loud so many times. I did not expect it at <laughs> we fucking all. Oh told my god. You. I know you told me, you told me. and then and then I got on like I was on Google to look for something else. And Google was like season three of Ted Lasso confirmed. I haven't even fin- I'm on season four. I mean episode four, season two. I'm like yes, season three. <laughs> like um, I'm Danny Royas, Danny Royas. I love the Christmas episode in season two oh where they're like God. going for the dentist. Roy is my favorite character. Like I also love Keely. <laughs> I love them together, but Roy is my yeah. fucking favorite. I love him. Oh my gosh! But the 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 fucking line where um like the one of the French speaking players brings a uh, brings a date to the team yeah. Christmas party, and then another player is like, "Why did you bring a date?" And he was like, "Because the French believes that having a beautiful woman around makes everything better." And this other guy is like, "Um oh shit what uh, um crap the the serial killers that uh he was like that's not what the hell that's not what happened with in Helter Skelter or whatever like with um yeah 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 yeah." With what's his face? I was, I, yes, I busted out laughing. I was like, "Oh my god, this guy's so fucking weird." I love it. But no, thank you so much for telling me about it and like bugging me to watch it. So, if you have not watched this show, listeners, please watch it. Like, it is. Like, Are you done the Christmas episode? Yes. Oh my god, Phoebe's breath. Oh my god. <laughs> I think you're about to die. <laughs> he's just like, like when, he sniffed, when he sniffed it, he's just like, oh my god, like <laughs> Roy Crack. I love him so much. Oh my gosh. I live in this posh neighborhood. We're going to go to every door until we find a dentist. <laughs> Are you a dentist? Roy, <laughs> <laughs> can't you shit your pants? <laughs> 
Yeah, he's there. Did. He's here. <laughs> it's every fucking way I work at. Right, cat. <laughs> oh, and then when she's like getting off to the video of him retiring. You get oh off God. on my suffering. <laughs> <laughs> on my having sadness. <laughs> You're having a wank. <laughs> anyway, spoilers. Spoiler, okay, spoiler. yeah, sorry. Yes, but, um, <laughs> it is it is one of the greatest it is shows. So good. Oh it is. I love it. I cannot so wait. Much. And like yeah. having grown up like in the South in the United States, like that is exactly how like football coaches sound like. <laughs> oh my god. I think it's... he's actually nicer than a lot of them, but we're <laughs> it's the same dimensions, same field. No, that's wrong. Quigley feels the biggest. Wait, no. what? <laughs> no, no, that was old Quigley. Yeah. Oh, and friggin', friggin' Nate. Oh my gosh. Is this where Queen played? Nate? No, it was the old one. Ah! <laughs> and you're all weird here. <laughs> Don't want to drink your dirt water. No, oh no, sir. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. That show won all the awards. It won all oh, the yeah. awards. So Swept good. it. Incredible yeah. show. So good. So if you have not watched Ted Lasso, highly recommend they, Veronica yeah. and Dave both bugged me for, like, have been me for a year to watch it. And so Dave I finally, bugged me for months. I was like, Veronica, you have yesterday. to watch this. It's so good. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis, like, freaking yeah. does it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what He's, Beth is yeah. doing. What's Veronica doing? Lots of rain. Oh, my God. Last night, um, yesterday, actually, all day, I rewatched. Um, Filthy Rich, the Jeffrey Epstein. Oh. The Jeffrey Epstein documentary on Netflix. Um, that was not a suicide. It's tough to watch. No, he he definitely got got murdered. Um, but it's just like there's something that how how come more hasn't come of this? There's an extremely credible witness, um, a guy who worked on Pedophile Island. There, he was he was like the IT guy. And he saw, it's in this documentary where he's talking about how he saw Prince Andrew in a pool with this young, uh, this young girl, Virginia Roberts, Virginia Jufri, who's the one who got trafficked to um, Alan Dershowitz as well. And it's just like the, the absolute travesty here. And it's just, makes me it makes me kind of I I had a a kind of bell go off when I was watching this and it's like everything everything comes back to Jeffrey Epstein Bill Clinton Donald Trump Alan Dershowitz fucking Bill Barr and you know it all comes back to Jeffrey Epstein and the person the people that he had working with him uh to recruit three of the people Three of the women, besides this awful Gislen Maxwell, three of the people that he had working with him to recruit these young girls were Russians. And this is not to generalize, you know, against Russians, but there is a, a, a certain a specialty that they have um, with Konkomat. And so Jeffrey Epstein, they never talk about this either. But when they when they when they went into his um, Manhattan townhouse, there was a safe in there. You think that thing wasn't full of fucking videos and photos? 
uh, Victoria Roberts even said it in this in this documentary. She said, when Jeffrey Epstein said, I can get away with anything, <laughs> they're not going to, they're not, you know, he meant it because he had all of this. And then all of a sudden, one night in his jail, all of the cameras stopped working. Oh, all of the guards were asleep. And oh, he committed suicide when he was presumably on suicide watch. And the, even there's even a, 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 a forensic ex expert in here who says, you know, the hyoid bone, which is the famous bone that is broken when you're manually strangulated, it was broken. Like typically in a hanging, this bone isn't broken. This bone was broken for this man. With all of his hubris and all of his certainty that he was never going to have to pay for any of his crimes because of all of these people who he was blackmailing. Like, I don't think that he ever thought he was going to maybe even see trial, you know, or die in jail. And his own brother said that he was in great spirits that day. Like, he did not commit suicide this man. No, anyway, that's... Uh... It's, just, it's just an absolute outrage. Yeah, lifestyles are rich and famous. It's just nothing's going to happen to these people. It's an absolute outrage. Nada. And the only person who's going to go down for these crimes is a woman. Mm -hmm. An absolute monster of a person. She's an absolute <clears throat> monster. But she's the only one who's going to pay. That's right. Um, <sighs> the article I mentioned earlier about um, Cole Caulfield, it was actually written by Stu Cowan. My apologies to Stu. Um, it's not from Eric Angles. Um, I just wanted Damn to it, Stu. Fix that. Huh? He did. He did. Yeah. Okay. Eric follow, writes like every Stu. day. He does write every day. He writes a lot. He writes God. a lot. My mom's always like, "Did you read this thing from Eric Angles?" I'm like, "No, Ma, I was at work." And she's like, "Oh, well, here's five articles he wrote in the last three minutes. Here you go." He's a yeah. workhorse. He's just getting them out. I read it. I just wanted Let's see my uh, my updates on things. Let's see uh, the book of Boba Fett sucks. I don't care what anybody says. They have Disney money. It can look better than putting some sand in somebody's backyard and running around in it for a fucking hour. The show looks terrible, and that's Boba Fett would never do any of those things. I do not care if I'm gatekeeping Boba Fett. Disney had the entire expanded universe of Star Wars available that's been cultivated for the past. 40 years and they just said nope we're just gonna whoop write our own shit now to get more money so book of boba fett sucks f minus um snow piercer season two starring jennifer Connolly, and now joined by sean bean of all people oh, he, how, how many episodes has he stayed alive uh he's still alive as uh so far as i am watching uh the the, the show i love that show it is a it's based off the motion picture that came out in 2013 that starred Chris Evans, Ed Harris, and Tilda Swinton, among others. Uh, also based on a French science fiction novel, La Transpersonnage, I think. So there's that. And then anime. Makes sense. The new season of Attack on Titan dropped, and uh, did it start amazingly. I can't wait. That show started in 2013. This is the final season. These are the final episodes. We're finally going to see what everything means because it's still whoop, up in the air nobody knows what's going on at any point in time and then the entertainment district season of demon slayer is incredible for anime fans i suggest you check it out and those are all the updates from me we're now way over time 
And that's it. it friends. Good job, everybody. I have another documentary that I want to talk about next week. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. And that's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 B